Please hang up and try again. Network broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. That man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freak from Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. For all intents and purposes, your motorsport season is over. And with Formula One closing their doors at Abu Dhabi, uh, depending on where you are tonight, last night, this morning, wherever the hell you're listening to or watching this damn thing, the motorsport season is over. Damn it. Uh, coming up in the show, Ron Caps, who won your third NHRA Funny Car Championship, and first one as a team owner. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Also, Ryan Priest making some noise with Stuart Haas Racing, taking over the number 41 for Stuart Haas Racing in the Cup Series. A uh, young woman who covers the NASCAR Series for NASCAR Cup Series. And, okay, covers NASCAR, Crasher, yeah. for Racer, Racer.com. Kelly Crandall in here, and Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series owner and part-time NASCAR Truck Series pilot. He'll be here. In the Freak Nation. Statman, do you already have a Formula One withdrawals going on, buddy? No, I uh, lost that a year ago. And I would not. <laughs> this whole year has been uh, a little disappointing. And the last couple of weeks have been disappointing. Let's not go into that because the, the rest of the two hours will be <laughs> taken up with me pissed. <laughs> Oh, 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 dropping the P word right there out of the gate. Yeah, think about that. How Not far we've how far we've come in one year, 180 degrees. We were excited for this final race last year. Uh severely disappointed in the result and how they came about the result, and then how they admitted the result. And here we are, frankly, four or five races ago, right? Was yeah. it yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it was, all of it was uh, just said, all right, it's buried, it's done, let's move on. And then they start throwing other stuff. They spent too much money. They chase people off the track. Get out of my way. You should have moved over. I was coming through. Uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm tired of that. I, we had that for five years in the White House, and I'm tired of that. Crasher, will Daniel Ricardo be in? an IndyCar part-time next year. Oh, Jiminy. Oh, you say part-time, though. That does change the question. It does. Think about Ooh. our interview with Marcus Erickson and him trying to – Marcus He's Erickson. He's been talking to Daniel Ricardo. Right, yeah. uh, Indy 500 winner this year. And his conversation with Ricardo and trying to convince him to come over and run IndyCar. Well, it depends on what you say part-time. If he comes and runs one event, is that part-time? Do you have to run three events to right. be part-time? Uh, I don't think Daniel Ricardo. I mean, he would, he would, he's already said, I don't want to do that. I've got, I think well, he doesn't want to do ovals. Yeah. Well, but he said, it, I don't want to do IndyCar. And that's when he still 
had a chance. Maybe he hadn't talked to all the Formula One owners yet. Maybe after all the Formula One owners said, I got, I'm too busy. Daniel, what, what else you got? <laughs> they said, well, maybe IndyCar's not so bad after all. <laughs> yeah, well, we see him at Laguna Seca. I'm going to say a big fat maybe. You're just that's just a big <laughs> wild a total throwing wild, something yeah, at the wall, yeah. right? The good sake. Why not? Why not the road course at Indy? Hmm? Yeah, I think I think he might end up in sports cars before. Uh, he has, there's a lot of factory money in sports cars, and uh, yeah, but in Indy in Indy car, there's a lot of guys that are bringing you know uh, big pots of money and dumping them on the table. Uh, and I don't know that Daniel Ricardo could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but you know, if he knocked on a sports car door, he might end up with four or five races in sports cars before he end up in IndyCar. Not to say that Steph Wilson has big gobs of money, because I don't think that is is a yes by any stretch of the imagination. But he got an Indy 500 ride solidified earlier than normal this past week, as a matter of fact. With so. a team that's used a show car in the past to run an Indy 500 dryer Ryan Bowl. Yes, but surprisingly so, that team that's used a show car also put it in the top 10 of that race. <laughs> <laughs> that team has had more cars in the top 10 than the big teams, like Team Penske and Chip Ganassi racing in the last five years. It's shocking, I know, but look at the stats. Look at the numbers. It's all right, Freak Nation. Talk about Ryan Bull, by the Coming way. up in about eight minutes, Ron Caps, NHRA Funny Car Champion, will be in here. Your Statman Scat and Ryan Priest, the first, going to bring in some new affiliates in moments. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Welcoming in Sports Map Radio Network. How you guys doing? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. 22 years the Lucas Oil Studios. Ron Caps, NHRA Funny Car Champion. First time as a team owner and a driver. And the first one to do it in 20 years back-to-back. Ron Caps will be joining us coming up in about six minutes here in the Freak Nation. Also this hour, Ryan Priest, who's now going to be driving the 41. Cole Custer drove it. The last three years for Stuart Haas Racing. Now Ryan, wow. Yeah, now Ryan Priest, who got all his action on a sim, a simulator race car. You say simulator race car? Is that yeah, what you say? A sim, sim, yeah. sim car, sim. Yeah. Simulator is what they normally call it. Yeah, simulator. Uh, Ryan Priest will be joining us this you hour. Ever, you ever try one of those things? You ever do one of those things? Yeah, like main event or no, Dave and Buster's. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, right? No, that's not. No, no. You need your own home rig to have an actual simulator. That or at least access to one. Yeah, exa- access to one. Yes. Right. So, yeah, man, a great couple of hours here. As we said at the top of the hour, our, for all intents and purposes, our motorsports season is over. I mean, you have, what is it, the, the uh, Snowball Derby? It's January. Yeah, that's January, right? No. Is it December? Well, okay, it's before the freaking Daytona 24 hour. How we about need, that? Yeah, we need this off season. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Given where we are with Formula One, the crap box finish in the last four or five races, what's transpired with Formula One, 180 degrees from where we were last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, the finish for the Phoenix Cup race, the championship. Congratulations to Joe Logano, two time NASCAR Cup champion, but 
the whole Ty Gibbs, Coy Gibbs situation. Holy smokes. And we'll talk to Kelly Crandall with Racer.com about that next hour. And did we miss anything with that crazy weekend? The ups and downs and ups and freaking downs here in the Freak Nation. And again, if Statman's not talking a lot, it's because he's just a little upset that the Formula One season is over. It's all right, Stat. No, I'm thinking I, when you were talking there, I was thinking about Kyle Larson and yeah. how the year has changed perception uh, for everybody in his mind. He was unbeaten for a while, yeah. and now he's running into people, knocking them into walls. Yeah. All right, just Freak wait, Nation. Just what? call it pregnancy brain. Oh, okay. That's what it is. I'll That's do what, that. He's got pregnancy uh, Coming brain. up, Ron Capps, NHRA Funny Car Star, next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works! General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe. All great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. Think of everything you do to provide for your family. A home, food on the table, health care, vacations, and saving for your kids' education. It's all good as long as you're alive. But it's only a drop in the bucket of what they'll need if you die without life insurance. Buying term life insurance is not something you can afford to put off. Call the Term Lifeline now for the lowest possible rates on quality term life insurance. Term life rates are at all-time lows, and we can save you up to 70%. If you already have coverage, you could be paying too much. One call could save you thousands of dollars. We have great rates for smokers, too, or if you have health problems. Providing for today is good, but it's not enough if you die prematurely. Call the Term Lifeline today for a free quote. Protect your family and see if you could save up to 70%. 866-549-TERM. 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 That's 866-549-8376. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 22 years, man. And Ron C. Caps has been a part of that for those 22-plus years here in the Freak Nation. Three-time Funny Car Champion joining us here in the Freak Nation, back-to-back for the first time in 20 years since John Force has done it. And we were talking about this just before we went live, Ron, about it not sinking in. I don't – when it sinks in, what does it feel like? I don't know what that means. It, it is, it's weird. These moments been doing media last two days and these moments, like you just reading off all that, it reminded me what went down. I'm so, you know, we've had great moments in my career and I've always kind of wanted to, you know, Tony Schumacher in the run and all these last minute heroics of drivers on the last round of Pomona winning everything. And I've, I've loved watching it, but I always sort of wanted to be some point in my career down the road, wanted to do that in that scenario and be involved in that scenario where it came down to it and you actually pull it off, which going into the day, we had a great chance or let's say a good chance, not a great chance because Robert Heights team is unbelievable and they're always good at Pomona at that track. So it just just seems stacked against us to pull it off and the way it it ended up. And then you throw the being an owner and then the first time 20 something years, somebody's done it back to back. It just, Every time somebody like you has mentioned it, it, it just completely set. It sinks in a tiny bit, and then I sort of forget about it until I'm walking around the house. And I'm like, "Holy cow!" Three times, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So, Ron Caps, your 2022 NHRA Funny Car Champion, three times, first time as a team owner and a driver. Uh, some luck had to go your way. Robert Height had to go out. Hagen uh, had to go out. Where were you? Can you tell me where you were or, or who told you? I imagine you were in the car when Hagen went out and then Height went out. Where were you when those two guys went out first round and then Robert Height later? I was getting strapped in when Hagen went out. It was first round. And I just all of a sudden all my guys had this because you can't hear. And I heard something and I heard the crowd kind of roar. But my, you got your helmet on. And I looked around. All my guys had this kind of look like them, like something dramatic happened. And I knew Robert hadn't. He hadn't run yet. He was behind us, I think. Um, so that's when I they said Hagen lost. I went, wow. Okay, focus forward, right? <laughs> and we we raced Tim Wilkerson the second round, which I said in my interview um, with Fox, and I think some people took it the wrong way for whatever reason. But I said, man, and Robert was behind us. So this is the second round. We had to keep winning, obviously. And I said, if we can't beat guys like Tim Wilkerson at the Pomona World Finals, we don't deserve to be world champions. I mean, because that's the best of the best. And you've got to go up there and prove you're the best of the best. You can't, you know, to be the champion, you got to beat the champions. And that, so we had just beat Wilkerson in a very close race. We went low ET first round, went low ET second round, went 385 first round. And I believe we went 86 the second round to beat Wilkerson. And I was getting ready to do the interview, just took my stuff off and put it in the tow vehicle. And I hear a bunch of craziness going on. Amanda Busick runs around the back and she's holding her microphone. She's screaming and yelling. And my guy, my guy that drives the car back is beating on the car. And I, I couldn't, I didn't understand what was going on. And then, and one of my crew guys said, Robert just lost to hate to Tasca. And so I went into like, okay, calm down mode. I've been down this road before. Oh yeah. I told all my guys, okay, it's great, but everybody calm down. And when the car left and they towed it away, Amanda looked at me and we got ready to start the interview. She goes, I can't believe you're the calmest one around here. And I said, I've been, I've been here before. I've lost by two points. I've so 
anyway, that's where I was when Robert lost. And we did the interview as he came around the corner. I didn't even want to go near him because I'd been there before. But that's I was at the top end of the track when that all went down. Well, that pretty much answers the first question I wanted to ask you. What did you learn and how were you able to implement what you learned in that battle against Jack Beckman in 2012 where you did lose by two points in Pomona? And how did that carry over into how you handled this past Sunday? Well, I lost a force by less than a round a couple of times before that. Lost to Selzy, my teammate, the one year by 10 points or 12 points or eight. No, six points. So Beckman, two points. Selzy, six points. Less than a round. Honestly, I felt like it was my rookie year and I wanted to throw up, especially going into the Wilkerson's round. And then, you know, once Robert lost race in Tasca, I mean, those are the biggest moments coming up. And it's just um, I don't remember those moments that happened in the past in those moments on Sunday. You just you're in the middle of it and you're all of a sudden it's everything to you, everything in that one split second to do everything right. So I don't know that. Maybe it did help me subconsciously um, to stay calm. Um, I think over the years I've learned to kind of stay calm in those moments, but inside I'm a mess, honestly. <laughs> I can only imagine. Ron Capture, three-time Funny Car champion, joining us here in the Freaks Pits. Now back-to-back champions. And you mentioned earlier at the interview you wanted, you've always wanted to be in that very last second scenario, last run, last event. Was it worth it? Was it what you expected? Was it everything that you chalked it up to be in your head? Oh, crash. I just wanted to live that moment of the actual moment. I didn't want to go through all the stress crap leading into it, which I was questioning in the car. I'm going, you know, once Robert lost and we were racing task of the next round, all we had to do was win that round, right? So you're up there trying to do the same thing. I can tell everybody's a wreck. Guido, is, his hand was shaking on the injector. We already started. I, I haven't even told him I noticed this. And, and I could tell it was a big moment for everybody, right? So um, then we make that run. We beat him, and I get out of the car, and they can't give me the trophy, and they can't celebrate my being the world champion because there's a silly rule still out there that you can't, if you cross the center line in the final round, um, between the 1,000-foot, what is our finish line and the old 1320, you lose five points. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that rule was still out there, which uh, a lot of people had forgotten and I was reminded of. So there's another roller coaster moment added to it, (laughs) which fast forward to the final round. Do we just hit the gas and shut off and put my hand out the window and coast down uh, and not give the fans what they wanted and and collect the world championship? So that was another moment that we had during the day that it wasn't completely over. So there were a lot of different things that just kept going and going and going with these big moments. Um, crazy, crazy. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Ron Caps. <laughs> I'm tempted to say I'm glad you're not racing against Max for stopping. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, third-time champion. Uh, I love you, dude. Ever since we played racquetball before the Speed Freak <laughs> Nation started, um, you know Robert Height, you know John Force. I imagine you guys are friends. You might have dinner in the off season. What's it mean to beat Height? Is that going to change your friendship at all? Uh, I probably want to give him a couple months. I, I've been in that that spot. It's I didn't even go up to him at the banquet. I knew how much it burns. I have sat through so many banquets 
listen to long bloated speeches. Um, you know, I know how tough it was for him. So that being said, uh, I'll give him some time, but I, I know he knows the situation as well. He's been down that road. So it's, it, it's tough. It is tough. They won eight races and didn't win a championship. That is bizarro land. I mean, I, who in the world would have thought that would have happened. So just, it's crazy. It's the playoffs and it's just craziness. And we were consistently there and we showed up when we had to, and we got, we showed them all we could be those guys. When people, <coughs> excuse me, started counting us out, we had some big moments of races we won. And um, somebody in my last interview just said that I didn't lead the points one time all season long until Sunday afternoon when it counted. And that's mm -hmm. another crazy stat. But hold, hold on just a second, though. He can't be mad at you. He can be mad at the system, but he no. can't be mad at you. I mean, in the past, have you been mad at other drivers or just the system? Well, for a while, yeah, I'm mad at other drivers, other crew members, other teams. Yeah, you just you, – at the level that we hate to lose and that we lose and win by fractions of a second that that decide our lives and the way our days and nights go, um, yeah, yeah, you, you – you don't necessarily personally hate them, but you don't want to see the number one on their car. You don't want to go up and hear their speech at the banquet. I mean, you just want to leave. So I, I've been there and I don't doubt it. It's the same for them and I don't blame them. Um, but I also am the first to tell that team how much I respect them. And when we lose to them or we beat them, I always go right over to Robert's team, same with Hagen's, and I tell them how much they raise the bar for us how much they make us work harder to beat them. Um, when we get beat by them, I tell them how good a run that was and how, you know, hey, hats off, man. And and that, that's the way it is. So Ron Cap's first year as a team owner, he had a lot of success this year, five wins. What do I have here? Three runner-ups, six top qualifiers, your third championship. Is there anything inside of you during this run in the past week that says I should have done this take over take over my own team sooner? Yeah, I wanted to forever, but there, I don't think I think it worked out perfect. I don't think I would have been ready for it. First of all, I wouldn't have had the backing with Napa coming back on board and coming with me, and then Toyota jumping on board, and the way we got that super body that they worked really hard at. None of that. I think it all worked out perfect. I would have loved to. And I look back and I think, man, I, I, yeah, it's easy to say in hindsight, but um, I think things worked out perfect. I, I, I've gained some knowledge with my older age since then. The pandemic really had a, a big effect on me and where I was at and really caused me to, to make the move, whether I was ready or not. And so it just worked out perfect, I think. So is Supra, Toyota, are we going to see a Ron Caps funny car in some poster, some showroom to say that if you get a Supra, you could also go 330 <laughs> miles an hour in a quarter mile? Well, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> it's a cool car. I'll tell you that much. I, I was, you know, before this all went down, I, I didn't pay much attention to uh, the cars like that. And man, I, the press conference we did in Charlotte and I got to drive the new Supras, man, I was super impressed with them. So um, yeah, I can honestly say I've got the world's fastest Supra mm. and it's pretty cool to say that. Um, 
but just being around that company and the Toyota company and all the employees and the people at the racetrack is just life changing. I think I told well, you wait, that. Wait, Rod, let me cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me ask a bit technical question. Is the car that much slipperier, if that's a word, going through the air that you got into something that maybe gave you a little advantage? I, I don't. I think with the parameters the NHRA gives with the funny car teams, we, we can't do a whole lot nowadays. They were given parameters when they built this car from scratch. Slugger Labby and the Toyota people did this car basically from scratch. They got rid of uh, of the old car that JR and Alexis and all them ran. So they, they had to start from scratch, but they also had these parameters um, that are kept pretty close with all the other manufacturers, very close. Uh, it's not like the old days. So the, what I think is the coolest part is they made it look like a Supra, and that's pretty cool to pull a Supra up next to it. You can't say that about all the funny car bodies out there, unfortunately. So I think they did as good a job they could to make it look like it. Um, but honestly, when we got the body, the work that Guido and Medlin did on it, to, to get to where we were, to get close to where we were and what they were used to in the years before that with the body we had, not knowing exact numbers from the old versus the new, it was all racetrack data. We didn't go to the wind tunnel. They learned, Slugger took it back to the wind tunnel, but Guido and Medlin and then talking with Jono and Dell learned a lot from each other. And it, that accelerated, um, I think, a lot of what we did and instantly our car started going the speeds that we ran before, which was 330 plus. So to answer your question, I don't think it's any slipperier per se or any more downforce or drag to, to a lot of degree than any of these other bodies out there. But I think that the hard work that we did, we, we've got some, some cool stuff that John Medlin and Slugger and all those guys implemented um, that didn't change the way the funny car body is, but the way we, we worked with it, I think. Hmm. That makes Ron sense. Ron, we're proud of you, man. Happy New Year and happy holidays, buddy. You too, man. Look forward to seeing you guys. We'll have to get together in the off season. Definitely. Thank you, buddy. You, ma'am. See you guys. See you. The analytic world says the NFL underdogs are the hot number in the NFL this season. The numbers say the underdogs win two out of every three times against the spread. Odds like that are how they transform the Southern Nevada desert into Las Vegas. But I've been saying that in motorsports all season. The old school winners are in the background banging at the checkered flags right now. The new school drivers have locked them in the cold in the backyard, listening to them bay. Fact three of NASCAR's Final Four under 30, youngsters in racing. and drag racing, the two queens of the sport, Erica Enders and Brittany Force, are both under 40. That's young for a sport where champions can dip into the 70s. The freaks have seen several changes of the guard in our 20-plus years. Seems like we're in the midst of another. And for me, I love every minute of that green light. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Back with the Freaks, Freak Nation. 22 years of Lucas Oil Studios and the holidays. Christmas right around the corner and a big fat set of General Tires would look tasty under that tree, mm. right? Think about it. 
How unique would that? I remember a buddy of mine, his brother got a set of tires under the tree for Christmas one year, and he damn near crapped himself. You was, said that last year. I, I remember did. you saying that, and I thought, yep. seriously? Yeah, put some tires under the tree, man. Yeah, General Tire. Uh, it's winter. Statman can't get out of the house. He's got six feet of snow outside of his house in Columbus. He's got him set, <laughs> set of General Tires to get his ass out of there. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Or go to SpeedFreaks.tv and hit the General Tire logo and link on our cover page. And it'll take you right to General Tire. Hey, I will say this, though. If you hit the General Tire link from our Speed Freaks page, mm-hmm. you can also get to their Snow Tips page, which is pretty awesome. And how use your WeatherTech mats, your uh, whatever mats you have in your car, to help you get out even better out of snow and ice situations. How about just stay in your damn house and eat some freaking <laughs> Rolos? <laughs> Rolos? Yes. I haven't heard that candy in a while. Damn, don't get out there. Rolo. Anyway, we got about four. Now we got th- four, three and a half minutes to talk about Tony Stewart. And, okay, and what fine. You heard Ron Capps last time. We talked a little bit about the last segment. Tony Stewart, uh, there's a little tease back and forth that, according to Ron Capps, Tony Stewart with the NHRA next year doing something that's bigger than buying, is that, buying the NHRA? No, 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 no. What? No, that's what Stat and I are speculating. Ron said it's bigger. Wait, Statman just asked him, or is he getting in a top fuel car? And Ron no. said it's bigger than that. So what the heck is bigger than getting in a top fuel car? Well, I said buying the NHRA, but you guys have seemed to poo-poo that. No, I don't poo-poo it at all. The NHRA, uh, I you know, like I said, I, I know the banker who found the money for him to uh, <laughs> buy Eldora, uh, and he still knows that guy. Oh. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, it's not impossible, put it that way. Many years ago, Kenny and I had breakfast with the guy who was running the NHRA then. And when we got finished, we looked at each other and said, they need somebody else making those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> did we pick up our breakfast, by the way, or did the NHRA? Oh, stop. No, I am sure he did. I'm sure he did. Wow. I'm, pre- I'm sure it all the NHRA members paid for me and he'd have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you speculate, Crash? What's Tony Stewart going to do that's so big next year in or with the NHRA? I'm sorry. I can't go back to anything more than what Ron said. It's bigger than getting in a top fuel car. What's bigger than that? The shuttle? The space? Well, the shuttle's extinct. Artemis? Okay. <laughs> Going to the. I mean, what's bigger than strapping in a top fuel car? Unless we're misunderstanding him on what he means by bigger. Well, he's a funny car driver, the funny car champion. So maybe he thinks okay. driving a funny car is bigger than driving a top fuel car. Uh, valid. Valid. Okay. So, so now we're getting back into will Tony drive? I mean, I guess regardless of what it is, will he drive a full season? I don't think he has time to drive a full season. I mean, you know, between running a racetrack and and, uh, uh, Stuart Haas racing, he's got one or two other weekends already spoken for. However, Statman, there's not been a race that I've seen Leah Pruitt without Tony Stewart. Oh. Yeah. I I think the, the biggest thing is him, if not buying the sport, uh, buying a piece of the sport, maybe like Lucas Oil uh, is the branding on the Sportsman Series. Maybe uh, uh, Tony Stewart Racing is going to have some branding in the 
professional side of things in the NHRA. Mm, that's another angle. <laughs> the the Stuart yeah. Haas top alcohol series. No, Haas has nothing to do with the NHRA the, team. The, but the but Tony Stewart Nitro series in the alcohol class. No, it's Nitro. You know, yeah, I mean he's he's uh, now a uh, promoter on CBS. <laughs> With the uh, what do they call that race series that he runs? Oh, SRX. 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 Yeah. So he's That's right. He already owns that series. He doesn't want to buy the NHRA. An All Star <laughs> NHRA series for maybe five or six races. Oh. Mm. Yeah. That, now that is something that he could afford. Wouldn't have to, uh, you know, dive in. Might be a problem putting it on CBS where he has. A uh, lot of interest, but there's also uh, Fox. He knows how to do a TV show, so maybe he's maybe he's doing a TV show like the IndyCar refuses to do, and NASCAR <laughs> did poorly, and the, and F1 has made it work. There you go. Speaking of Tony Stewart, Ryan Priest now running the 41. Well, okay, next season for the Cup Series, running the 41. For Stuart Haas Racing, taking the seat of Cole Custer. Cole Custer goes to Xfinity, and Ryan Priest now in the 41 for Stuart Haas Racing. And he joins us next, right here, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income, 
and it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-273-7075-800-273-7075-800-273-7075. That's 800-273-7075. Nation fave, Tony Stewart, Smoke Stewart Haas Racing for the Cup season and number 41 next year for 2023. And Priest, so much to your backstory, man, is bonkers. We had no idea that you were in the simulator 24-7 helping out other Stewart Haas Racing drivers. We know of your tenure in Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, some Cup races. How did this come about? Were you kicking ass on the sim? And they said, man, we got to get your ass in the 41? Man, I did a great job. I smoked everybody in the simulator. You wouldn't that even boy. But um, now, to be honest with you, that was just that was part of it. That was uh, kind of getting my foot in the door. But believe it or not, I I feel like I'm pretty good at at real life racing. You know, when it comes to uh, whether it comes to Xfinity cars, trucks, modifieds, uh, late models, whatever it may be, um, I've been successful at it. So, uh, but yeah, mainly mainly this year. I got to say, I have a lot of experience in the simulator. Ryan Priest joining us here in the Freak Nation. In case you haven't seen it or heard about it, Freak Nation, he's taken over the 41 from Cole Custer in the Cup Series with Stuart Haas Racing joining us here in the Freak Nation. Did you have an inclination a couple of months, a month ago, a week ago, that this was going to happen? And was that the whole reason why you spent so much time in the sim was to prove your wares that you deserve a cup ride, Ryan? Well, it all started. I, I didn't have any any idea of of what my career path was going to be after November of last year. Um, you know, I ran full time for JTG for three years, and and we were parting away. They were shutting down the thirty seven, and I I just I, there was there was other opportunities that to go out there and and be a part of the show. But my my goal as a race car driver is to win races and and to put myself in the best position to do that. So. Wasn't really sure, and the opportunity came about to, to run part-time in Xfinity Truck Cup and as well as do simulator work for SHR and Ford Performance. So I uh, I took that opportunity and, and continued to do that throughout the year. We we did win at Nashville. But, man, I, I to be honest with you, I really didn't know if this was, this was all really going to happen. I mean, really, until I signed the contract last night or even this morning. So it's, uh, it was, a it was a very, very sudden thing and things moved really quickly, but I'm thankful that to have guys like Tony and Kevin and, 
And, you know, believe it or not, Greg Zipidelli, who's who who runs runs basically the show for them. Um, he's from Berlin, Connecticut. And so am I. There's a lot of things that we can talk about from a local standpoint. And and I have a lot of respect for everybody at SHR. It's it's a it's a race team full of racers. And I've been lucky enough to already been been a part of the process and, and been around the shop for the past year and gotten to know a lot of those guys. And, and one of those guys happens to be a local modified legend, Reggie Ruggiero. He's a, he's a fa- really good fabricator himself. And, you know, he was just telling me he's pretty much keeping me level. Oh, you know, you got to love it when people try to call you, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a lot. It's been great to be a part of so far. Ryan, in your role, of course, Ryan Priest, newly minted in the number 41 for the 2023 Cup season with Stuart Haas Racing. In your role this past year, who did you have the greatest communication with? Because what you were doing was crucial to what the guys would then experience on the track and when they would have issues, as we saw with with Kevin Harvick and some of the other guys, then it would come back to you to help them in alleviate some of those problems. I mean, you could only go so far as far as the alleviations, but... How, who was the best person that you could communicate with in order to, to keep everything on track for Stuart Haas this year? Yeah, so Kevin, Kevin's somebody that, um, you know, I've had that relationship with. And, and uh, there, was, there was a team that was pretty much dedicated to the simulator. So there was a lot of communication from there. And we were also, or I was all, yeah, our team was a part of those conversations every week on Tuesday's post-race. Uh, how how off could the simulator be? What could be better? Kind of kind of trending in those areas, so we can go to work on that. And I felt like there was a lot of things, a lot of a lot of parts and pieces uh, that go into the sim work, like tire modeling or aero model, and different different um, like a variety of choices for them. And we started narrowing in on what seemed to be the best, and we just worked on that throughout the year and and got it closer and closer each and every week. Hmm. Do you think, Ryan, that because of being so micro-focused on this next-gen car this past year that you have a leg up versus any other cup opportunities you've had in the past? You have a leg up now in 2023? Well, I definitely think there, there's a lot to, to, to talk about when it comes to tools as a race car driver. And and one of those tools is having having the support from an OEM like Ford and and uh, being having the ability to go to the simulator or be, you know, all the tools that I've seen um, that I've been around this past year have, have just allowed me to do what I feel is a better job as a race car driver. And um, so, yeah, I feel like I definitely have a leg up going into into next year. Wow. Ryan Priest, you see that blue oval on his shirt. He's going to uh, Stuart Haas Racing, the number 41 just signed the contract early this morning, late last night, whenever it was. Uh, Ryan, you worked a lot on the simulator like we've been talking about. What did you find out about this next-gen car that uh, solved some of the problems that everybody else has been complaining about? Well, we're, we're continuing to work through those things. But what I will say to you is, is that um, you know the, the old cars used to be on the ground. They were on the earth. We're talking thousands of an inch off, off, off the ground. Where now we have rub blocks, we have uh, shock limiters that only that only allow us to travel so far. And 
when you're going 180 miles an hour and your car's still basically like an inch off the ground, it just creates a whole lot of different uh, handling issues. And uh, so we're just working through, through some of those things. Wow. You stopped right there, dude. You must have gotten in charge. So you were on the way to giving us too much information. Yeah. I'll let, yeah. You, I'll let you get away with that. That's fine. You like how I cut it right there? Yeah, man. I got, you know, like, I know what? The racer, the racer in me, I like to get into, you know, get into a lot of depth and and of those things. But I also understand there's – you gotta withhold some things, right? I'll keep you guys. Ryan, that's more than fair, partner. I was just wondering how long you were gonna go on this off ramp if we were gonna get down to the stop sign, you know, and yeah. we evidently we did. Uh we hit it hard. Yeah, just like hard. My, my wife is driving, when she's getting to a stop sign, she doesn't gradually hit the brake pedal, she slams on it. I don't yeah. I, and I'm wondering if we're just gonna go through it or not. You know, it's it's kind of a guessing game every time we go to a stop sign. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a different question altogether. Uh you had some experience in the NASCAR Wayland Modified series. I went through a period of time when I thought about maybe getting a modified car, and then I took two aspirin and slept it off. What is it about the uh modified series that a lot of drivers go through it and they like it. And it's the destination series for some pretty good drivers. Yeah. So it's just, I'm from Connecticut and the wheel and modified tour, uh, is, is based off based out of new England and the East coast. So it was just Stafford motor speedway, Thompson speedway, Riverhead, all places where I'm a champion. Uh, they were all within an hour and a half of my house. So it was just convenience more than anything. And, and, um, I mean, when you look at a modified, it's just a badass race car. So, uh, I mean, why wouldn't you want to drive it? Yeah, exactly. I have a cousin who does television work for uh, some, for Stafford and Thompson. He talks about going there all the time. I don't know if you know uh, uh, Mark Chavis, but, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's done a lot, and he's talked about a lot of drivers there and the success they've had and how much he loves it. The, the modified, the super modifieds in particular in New England, yeah, yeah. they have the floppy wing uh, and arrow wing. That mm -hmm. is, I love those cars. It's stunning. It's like stupid how fast they are. I, mm -hmm. Did you ever drive one of those? I actually have. I did drive, uh, I practiced a super modified one time. And man, it was, uh, it's one of those race cars kind of similar mm -hmm. to, when, what they say when a USAC midget is is really hooked up when the right front is hiking the wheel off the ground down the straightaway. Uh, that's what that was doing in that super mod. So it was a little different, but man, they are fast. Yeah. And, and, and there's no uh, sim for those, is there? I mean, especially with the <laughs> engine flopped over and you sit straddling the, the, the drive shaft almost. It's an incredible car. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, uh, I mean, I don't think I could duplicate uh, something like that. But I would imagine if you were going to do something crazy, it would have to be like some old school go-kart where your head used to stick out. Then you'd have to put some sort of wing on top of it because that's what it would feel like. Just get the goddamn dryer and let the, let the dryer roll you around a few times, Priest. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we could do that too. Right? That would that, be right, yeah. <laughs> 
Ryan Priest taking over that 41 for Stuart Haas Racing in 2023. You brought up Stafford. You brought up your wife. And earlier in this interview, you said, when we were talking about the sim, of course, you said, you know, I'm a pretty damn good race car driver, you know, a regular race car driver too. Would your wife say that? I want to know how competitive you guys are. You met at Stafford. You raced against each other. Would she say the same thing? Yeah, you definitely did your research here because this is a question that I don't get asked often, but when I do... Um, she's very competitive and I actually raced against her. her. Her, she was a rookie of the year in the modifieds and, and, uh, there was a, there was a few arguments on the way home, but, um, I'm going to speak for her and I think she'd say I'm a pretty good race car driver. Can you turn the phone to her and see <laughs> yeah. her head? Is she saying yeah. yes or no? Is she right there? Uh, no, she's not here. Okay. <laughs> now he could say that. Are you kidding? Yeah. 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 Oh man. Now, hold on. Your story is just fantastic, though, on how you bet on yourself. Gosh, what are we talking now? Five, six years ago, you mortgaged your house in order to get a ride with Joe Gibbs racing at the time. Was she with you during that? Because talk about stress in a marriage. Holy yeah. Well, she didn't really know. So that was great to find out when that was in the article the other day. But um, now she, knew. she oh. knew. Um She knew in the sense of the risk that I took financially to to get that opportunity but it all paid out now right like mm -hmm. it, it we went from you know we have our house and land we have horses which she's always loved animals which a lot of our animals are rescues believe it or not but we were in a small condo in broadbrook connecticut so it's uh it's all worked out now and i'm sure you guys have similar stories of if if you don't if you aren't willing to risk risk something then it usually doesn't pay off or you don't end up where you want to be and i've never been um never really been somebody that isn't willing you know i'm willing to risk whatever it takes to, to succeed and and accomplish the goals that i've always wanted to accomplish when no you did wonder when, you're when, with tony stewart when you did nice. mortgage the house was it tough to look at your bank account because there might be a single digit a five dollar bill or two dollars in that bank account I got to be honest with you, I, the credit cards, the couple credit cards were in debt for quite a while. And I did. There was another thing to that story. If you find uh, the practice from Iowa, I, I had uh, wore out shoes that had holes in them and they wouldn't let me practice. So I actually earlier in that week, I had to go buy some shoes, which I used my wife's credit card for at the time. So there, there's a lot more to this story than most people will probably ever know. But that's what's also made my wife and I so strong and, and who we are as people. Holy smokes. Any wow. children? Well, we went. Don't you dare ask the kids question. Any children? Yeah. Priest. Yeah. Yeah. Children. Uh, we have a lot of animals. I can tell you that. We got, I, I'm not even going to start listing off all the animals, but my wife, she loves them. And, you know, anytime she sees these rescue uh, rescue posts on Facebook. I keep telling her to stop following them because we keep on mm -hmm. adding them. But um, that's that's basically like our kids. Well, uh, Ryan, thanks for doing this, bud. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. More. Good luck, man. Thank you. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Please hang up and try again. Radio Network.
Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Freak Nation, this hour, a very special second hour of Speed Freaks. Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series team owner with Myatt Snyder and a part-time truck series driver. He'll be joining us this hour. You may remember his accident where he caught on fire. His truck caught on fire. And as he's headed to the wall, he's climbing out of the car. So Jordan Anderson will join us this hour. Also, great interview with Kelly Crandall. We've, we met her for the first time. Met her for the first time after reading her work and knowing who she is for a year. And finally, we get her in the Freak Nation. She's with Racer, Racer.com. Great insight to NASCAR. Great follow on Twitter. If you're a NASCAR fan, a motorsports fan, be sure to follow Kelly Crandall. She'll be joining us at 12 past the hour. You got your stat man, Scat. Be sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Are you okay, though? Instagram. Both of you guys, I should ask you this. Right. Are either one of you guys okay with it? Kelly Crandall is a Steelers fan. Yeah, because they're trash this year. Like, oh, okay. they okay. suck. If you, Mr. Cowboys fan, can't yeah. stand the Steelers, yeah. that man, Mr. Brown slash Bengals fan, can't stand the Steelers. So, okay, I'm good with that. All right, she's yeah. loud. I mean, she's got she's got skeletons in her closet. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Freak Nation. Be sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And hello to all you watching us on YouTube and Facebook Live on Worldwide Technology Raceways Facebook page. You've got Mav TV, Lucas Oil, Speed Freaks Facebook page, and, of course, YouTube. How you guys doing, man? And you look at the 2022 motorsports season, uh, Formula One wrapped up. This weekend at Abu Dhabi, but the championship clinched. Uh, Verstappen clinched it. How many races ago, Stat? Four? Five? Know, 17 or 18. Wasn't it last March or May? Somewhere around there? <laughs> yeah. He clinched 2022 at the end of 2021. Yeah. I mean, they, the way they gave him 2021, he might mm-hmm. well have clinched the next two or three. And before you know it, that what? Second weekend of January, we'll be into the 2023 Supercross season. And Chili Bowl. They both start that that weekend. That's no. Insane. Yeah. Do they? I believe. The car, the car is in there somewhere, oh, too. Oh, yeah. That car rally. Yeah, before you know it, man, we'll be right back into 2023. And, and again, if you're covering NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, th- those seasons begin and end at certain times, but... Damn it, if you're covering all motorsports, it starts the first week of January and then ends damn near the last weekend of November for us. December's not a month off either. We do have the PRI show, which will provide a slew of interviews and driver announcements and sponsor announcements. And yeah, so. And and the very few things beat Anaheim one. Yeah. Supercross. Yep. I mean, that was, that was more than welcome and that that was a crazy weekend i loved anaheim one 
That's a great point yes. because we're again cooped up for a few weeks and then bam, you blow it out with Anaheim one with a sold out stadium and with the production that Feld Motorsports provides for Supercross. That's right, Stat. That's a it's a great feeling to have. Like the first motorsports event that I'm gonna have is gonna be Supercross. And we're up there, we were up there with the VIPs where who knows who we're going to see up there in the VIP area. Yeah. And also I remember being up there when they had, uh, that, uh, new England Patriots and who was it? The Raiders, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. that, what was that penalty that wasn't called on uh, Brady on Brady? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were up there for that. That's true. There's always a, a, either an NFC or AFC championship game or something going on that, Saturday night. Well, that's Anaheim two usually the championship games. Uh, and okay. uh, Brian heard it <laughs> paying off his bet, showing his shit bald head to the stat man. Yeah, I mean those were always good. Those were always good weekends. The tuck yes. rule. The tuck rule. The that's tuck what you're thinking rule. of. Yeah, exactly. All right, Freak Nation. Coming up, uh, Kelly Crandall with Racer Racer.com. She'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series team owner and part-time NASCAR Truck Series driver. He'll be joining us here in the Big Nation. But we're going to bring in another round of affiliates and get right back at it for this big, fat radio show on YouTube and Facebook. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Welcome again to the SportsMap Radio Network for the second hour. How you doing, buddies? Crasher, Batman, Kenny Sargent, Suave. We haven't talked about Suave. Suave's taking uh, four or five days off. I thought it was because he's camping out in different regions of the country trying to get Swifty tickets. He's trying to uh, get the Rams' terrible season squared away in his mind. He had other things planned for the Rams' season. True. Year. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and hello to you guys watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live on many pages, and of course on Twitch. And he's also vibing and dancing to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> well, he is in Las Vegas, by the way. I, he yeah. caught a, a Phoenix Coyotes Knights game. Arizona Coyotes. What did I say? Phoenix. Wow. Arizona Suns. A long time ago. Phoenix Cardinals. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I did teach him how to play craps, and he knows he knows to roll up the table and just go six eight nine six eight nine. You tried to teach me too. <laughs> oh well. Until your freaking rent rent money was taken away in about yeah. a matter of thirteen seconds. Exactly. <laughs> that man reached over there and said, "Give me that." Yeah. And you could win mon- a lot of money fast, but like stats. You could lose a lot of money quicker. <laughs> oh, it, my it, goes, it, it comes and goes pretty quick. Pretty quick. Oh, it sure does. Well, Crash, you ever tried to play craps? Yes, with you, and I mm. still couldn't grasp it. I like watching when it's a fun, hot table, but yeah, forget it. It is. It's it, losing in anything sucks, <laughs> yes. but losing in craps is double suck. But winning is. Triple awesome badassery. Awesome. Yeah, okay. It's greatness. 
Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. not advocating gambling, although I do gamble. I don't know what that means. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to get right back at it with Kelly Crandall from RacerRacer.com. Coming up next here in the Freak Nation. Sports Radio, redefined. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Soul, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe. All great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. Think of everything you do to provide for your family. A home, food on the table, health care, vacations, and saving for your kids' education. It's all good as long as you're alive. But it's only a drop in the bucket of what they'll need if you die without life insurance. Buying term life insurance is not something you can afford to put off. Call the Term Lifeline now for the lowest possible rates on quality term life insurance. Term life rates are at all-time lows, and we can save you up to 70%. If you already have coverage, you could be paying too much. One call could save you thousands of dollars. We have great rates for smokers, too, or if you have health problems. Providing for today is good, but it's not enough if you die prematurely. Call the Term Lifeline today for a free quote. Protect your family and see if you could save up to 70%. 866-549-TERM. 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 That's 
Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years of doing this thing. And when we hit January 1st, that man, I think we should say 23 years of doing Speed Freaks. Without question. Once you get halfway, you round it up. Lucas Oil has been with us for damn near all of those 22 and a half years. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to find the right products products for your righteous ride. Keep your car fat and happy. Your, your cars, your boat, uh, whatever you got with an engine, man, Lucas Oil has a product to keep your rides fat and happy. Now, as I was saying earlier, Kelly Crandall joining us here in the Freak Nation with uh, Racer and Racer.com, her first time in the Freak Nation. And it's tough for me to recognize Kelly Crandall. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook Live, if you're listening to it, I'm one of the many, many affiliates. Sorry about that. Usually we see Kelly Crandall with headphones on. <laughs> uh, Crandall, I, 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 you look great without headphones on this time. Man, yeah. all it takes is headphones and that's an easy disguise, huh? I didn't yep. even have to try that hard. Yeah, that. As I told you before, that's what keeps me out of trouble. You just put the headphones on and you tune everybody out. So that's my magic power. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Kelly Crandall, of <laughs> course, who covers NASCAR and then dabs in some, some other motorsports for Racer, Racer.com, joining us here in the Freak Nation. When you walk by her in the media center, media room, she's got these headphones on. Again, she doesn't want to hear all the bull going on around her, so she keeps her mouth shut. So there's, there's a little bit of too well, much information, right? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I'm human. I get sucked into it too, but I'm learning. Just keep the headphones on at all times. And yeah, you can avoid all of that. Kelly Crandall is a great follow on Twitter for your NASCAR insight. And looking back at the 2022 season, it's, it seems like we've got more than a handful of highlights, Kelly Crandall. And, and again, it seems like uh, half of those came from Phoenix. But looking what looking at what happened for the 2022 season and all the firsts, for NASCAR, what's the one or maybe two things that stand out for you that NASCAR either accomplished or got wrong uh, throughout the season? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, like you said, I, it, it's a long list. I feel like this was a season where the headlines were endless. Right. And whether it was talk around the car, whether it was talk around first wins, what the car was doing, injuries, uh, new racetracks parody, the list goes on and on. So I think what they got right was start with the car. I think the car did a tremendous job on intermediate racetracks, which is what they were going for because there's been so many complaints over the years about mile and a half and dirty air and not a lot of action. So I felt like the car did a really good job on intermediates of, uh, spicing it up a little bit. Um, but what they got wrong was they somehow managed to make a car that is uh, like a sports car, but uh, didn't perform well on sports car type racetrack, which would be road courses. So they got that wrong. Um, you know, if you want to go a little bit deeper, I think what they got wrong was maybe just the communication with its teams. We heard as the season wound down of just drivers being unhappy with what they viewed was the lack of communication. But then you also have Jeff Burton who fired back and said the communication was there. Some drivers didn't pay attention. <laughs> so the, like I said, the, the headlines were endless. I just, I think in a broader sense, again, to your question, talking about what they got right. I think overall they got this car, right? I really, really do. I think there's a lot good about this race car that maybe got overshadowed because we had the injuries that we had to deal with that, mm -hmm. 
And again, the, the bad racing on road courses, the bad racing on short tracks. But I think by and large, NASCAR can look at this year and say they got a lot of things right. Because, again, you had first time winners. You had a lot more parity in the top 10. You had a lot of different drivers and different teams coming to the top of the leaderboard. So uh, to me, I feel like this car was the highlight for NASCAR. It was the thing that, that they got right. You know, Kelly, I think it's interesting how you say the bad racing on road courses. And yeah, I would agree with you on that. But the flip side view of it is that I've never had more non-NASCAR fans talk to me about NASCAR races than they did after Indianapolis or Road America. So in a sense, what's bad for us is good for the non-fan? Well, I think what ended up happening was is that like a lot of races is... And, and Martinsville, too, if you want to talk about short tracks, is we all have very short memories because we watch these races or we cover these races. And the first 490 miles are terrible. Right. And then something happens in that last little bit, whether it's at Road America and it's Tyler Reddick winning his first race or it's Indianapolis and the craziness that happened there with uh, turn one being absolute disaster of a corner for for all of the carnage right or even go to phoenix right and 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 uh, ross chastain getting into chase elliott or martinsville ross chastain and his video game move i think by and large if you look back at all of those races there's nothing memorable about those races except for one mm -hmm. incident that suddenly everybody remembers and say like, remember indy remember martinsville and it's like <laughs> no i don't because those races sucked but it was one moment that stands out that gets everybody's attention or it goes viral on social media and then to your point you have all of these people whether it's nascar fans or others that that just see a, a 10 second highlight and can't believe what happened so uh listen i think nascar will take it right they'll they'll take any attention no matter how it comes but uh it's that first like i said 400 <laughs> miles that everybody wants to forget. <laughs> so true. I know that Statman wants to get back to some more NASCAR and next gen car talk with you, but I want to do kind of an overall motorsports question with you. Who do you think got it right more over this last season? Did NHRA do more right? Did NASCAR do more right? Did IndyCar do more right? Did sports cars do more? Who do you think had a, an overall most successful season this past year? So to be fair, I mean, that's hard for me to answer because I'm not as I'm not as well versed or really uh, I don't I don't really dig into other series as much as I do NASCAR or even NHRA now. I think I think, again, if you were to break it down, NASCAR got it right because their 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 ratings are either staying the same or I think actually they grew uh, the Fox portion. I don't know about NBC, but the Fox portion, their ratings increased, I think, by 4%, right? And we and we talked about the car. Um, NHRA is doing, I feel like, a fantastic job of capitalizing on whether it's Tony Stewart coming in or um, all the work and, and everything Toyota has done to put their drivers out there. They've had fantastic championship battles the last couple of years they've been able to capitalize on. So I feel like they're on an upward trajectory, but as far as other motorsports, it wouldn't be fair to me to, for me to say, because like I said, I don't live in that world. I think, you know, listening to a Connor Daly talk about IndyCar, I mean, IndyCar, I feel like has a lot going for them. I feel like they're, they're exciting. They've got a lot of great personality. I watch IndyCar races, 
but to hear someone like a Connor Daly talk about why can't we get ratings, um, that that's confusing to me because I feel like, you know, as I just said, they've got a lot going for them as well. Formula One, I mean, that's just a, above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think the Netflix series, as everybody will tell you, has certainly helped uh, when it comes to the U.S. audience and look at everything they're now doing with Coda and Las Vegas and, and Miami. But I don't uh, I don't know if I could really say who's done it the best or, or who had the best year. I think you really, to be fair, have to kind of break it up into their own little their own little sections of what maybe of what they were trying to accomplish or what their fan base is and, and their individual ratings and so on and, and, and see, okay, compare it to themselves from years past. Kelly Crandall is one of the great reads in motorsports, uh, racer, racer magazine, racer.com. You mentioned bad racing. What's bad racing and can that be solved? <laughs> by making the races shorter. Oh, well, I'm all for shorter races. I think when it comes to NASCAR, there should maybe be uh, only a handful of 500-mile races, right? You look at Daytona 500, that's a staple. The Southern 500, the Coke 600, of course, is 600 miles. So I think you can you can pick out a handful of races that should stay 500 miles. But if it was up to me, I always say, if I'm fantasy booking the NASCAR schedule, I'm chopping it almost in half. I don't think that a lot of these races that have two races should have two races. And I think you cut a uh, hundred or so miles off of a lot of them. So, uh, which is easy for me to say, right. It's easy for me to spend other people's monies and, uh, and take their contracts away. Um, so yes, I would cut the races. I think that would help um, bad racing. So that's, that is in the eye of the beholder, right? Everybody has a different opinion of what bad racing is. To me, it has nothing to do with if there's crashes or controversy. To me, bad racing is just watching cars, if we're talking about NASCAR, just literally go in circles and do nothing, right? There's no passing. There's no tire fall off. There's no comers and goers, as we say, of drivers at the front that go to the – like. That to me is bad racing. If if I can see that a Denny Hamlin or a Kyle Larson or somebody has a really fast race car and they can't drive through the field, that's a problem. If there's no tire fall off to where you're literally just running as hard as you can until the next pit stop and you're going to throw some more tires on it and do it all again and and nobody has to manage their equipment, that bugs me as well. I think that's terrible racing. So there's a few different variables there, but to me, it all comes down to action. Is there action throughout the field? Again, there doesn't have to be cautions and crashes and um, things like that, but is there passing? Uh, is there repack? Can you repass someone? Um, so that's what I always say is, is there action? Is there things happening throughout the field? It sounds like you and I could have a spectacular conversation about that. <laughs> <laughs> we, the, we here in the Freak Nation, we've had that same conversation over and over and over again. I think that the cars are too easy to drive and that the drivers just put their foot to the floor and steer. Uh, I think if they had to brake and accelerate and change gears uh, and force guys to drive, you could separate from the you know, the guys that are just out there whistling a happy tune and the guys who are uh, trying to get to the finish line first. Uh, that sounds like 
bad racing to me. And am I right in uh, listening to what you're saying here? Yeah, I think you have a point there because one of the things I've always said and I've always respected when Carl Edwards is around and, and Brad Keselowski is the same way is that these race cars should not be easy to drive. These race cars should be hard. They should be on edge. It should come down to what the driver can do behind the wheel. I don't think next gen is easy to drive. I think uh, my uneducated, non-technical self, I think just listening to drivers and teams that obviously shifting came into play this year, uh, which I think took some people by surprise, especially when it became something that drivers were doing every single weekend. And even on short tracks like Martinsville, right? I mean, go back to the first, the spring Martinsville, that was just absolutely terrible and it had terrible weather and it was a night race and absolutely no tire fall off. And we got to Martinsville and everybody was shifting in practice. And literally within five minutes of that first practice, everybody was going, well, this is different. And from what I understood is when everybody is shifting, you're basically eliminating driver mistakes because you could just, you know, if you make a mistake in the corner, you just drive a grab a gear and drive off the corner, right? You're not paying for that mistake. The guy behind you can't capitalize on that. So I think shifting came into play this year and that kind of, again, took away some of the driver error. I think also is, listen, there's always going to be dirty air in racing and, and you know, aerodynamics is a word you're always going to hear in racing. Um, I air Dirty air and these cars in dirty air continues to be a problem, right? So that comes into play. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to say that the cars are, are easy to drive because early in the year, you know, we heard a lot of drivers talk about how that they're now kind of on that, that razor, that razor's edge where this car, if it gets away from you, it won't save you in the sense of with the gen six car, they could get loose or they could drive it off the right rear tire, but the car would catch itself before it spun around. Well, with next gen being a symmetrical body, they can't drive it off the right rear anymore. So you don't have drivers who can go in there and drive it looser and, and hang that right rear out. But that also means that there's no room for error because again, if, if next gen, according to the drivers, as soon as you make a mistake and you cross that line, it's spinning out. And I think this year, I don't have the numbers, but I, I would be curious to go and find it to see how many drivers spun out on their own this year, just because the car got away or how many drivers got loose and went up and bounced off the wall because they couldn't catch the car. So I think there's a few variables, like I said, of, of, of what goes into it. I, but I wouldn't, I don't agree that I would say that the, the cars are, are easy to drive. I think that, I think the cars are harder to drive, but then there's other variables that also come into play that kind of eliminate, um, you know, how much the driver can do behind the wheel. Kelly Crandall, <laughs> fantastic to, to get her here in the Freak Nation. Again, a great read at racer, racer.com. Follow her on Twitter to get links to her stories. Happy holidays to you. And again, uh, let's do it again in 2023. All right. Sounds good. Happy holidays. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. The analytic world says the NFL underdogs are the hot number in the NFL this season. The numbers say the underdogs win two out of every three times against the spread. Odds like that are how they transform the Southern Nevada desert into Las Vegas. But I've been saying that in motorsports all season. 
the old school winners are in the background bang at the checkered flags right now. The new school drivers have locked them in the cold in the backyard, listening to them bang. Fact three of NASCAR's Final Four are under 30, youngsters in racing. and drag racing, the two queens of the sport, Erica Enders and Brittany Force, are both under 40. That's young for a sport where champions can dip into the 70s. The freaks have seen several changes of the guard in our 20 plus years. Seems like we're in the midst of another. And for me, I love every minute of that green light. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. And again, a reminder, Freak Nation, GeneralTire.com, a great website to check out to buy, purchase your tires for this winter season. Or go to SpeedFreaks.tv, hit the General Tire logo and link on our cover page. Bam! It'll take you right to General Tire. General Tire with plenty of winter tires for a plethora of rides. Again, to go to GeneralTire.com, GeneralTire.com, SpeedFreaks ride on those bad boys for two decades. Uh, Statman, Crasher, yours truly. We're, we will have a uh, best of, we'll have a pre-tape next week because we're going to be fat and happy from our turkey exhibitions. Mm. What's a, what is a, what's a turkey tradition for you, Statman, that might be, might not be normal for us? Or is it just, you just gobble up some turkey, watch a football and pass out? Elastic pants <laughs> bands. Elastic waistband. Waistbands, exactly. That's the tradition. You don't um, you don't attempt Thanksgiving without elastic waistbands. Very true. Do you go through two or maybe three helpings? I go until I'm done. Mm. If you if you plan it right, if you get a big enough plate and you get enough spoonfuls, you could do it on one. Mm. Oh, but why do that? Yeah, all it's, it's the rookies that go back for two or three times. They don't know how to get it done with one trip, because you may go back and see everybody depends on how big the room is. Mm-hmm. The stuff you want may not be there. The second oh, room. Yeah. And Statman, is it is it an insult to you that uh, macaroni and cheese is making its way into the top five? Top five for uh, Thanksgiving dinners? Wow. No, but but mac and cheese is uh, you really have to know what you're doing. Um, some some people, I think, mac and cheese is that craft stuff. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, come sure. on. You're talking about my daughter? She won't eat mac and cheese that someone spends four hours making. But my gosh, three minutes in the damn microwave, bam, she's all over that craft. Yep, yep. <laughs> I had a nephew that came by. He was a student at Ohio State. He came by for Thanksgiving when he was here. And he told me what he wanted. I said, I said to myself, well, son, you ain't too old for your wants there. He got what I gave him. He asked for mac and cheese and a Mm -hmm. whole bunch of other stuff. I don't remember, but he basically, he got what I gave him and he loved it. Yeah. He didn't get the front door or back door. Now he got the he got the uh, front door when I woke up the next morning and his clothes were all over the front room. I said, oh no, that ain't, that ain't the way this that that ain't the game we're playing here. And Crasher, we got about two minutes here. 
It was a little disappointing. And tell me if I'm wrong here that uh, green bean casserole was never a staple for you growing up. Oh no, it definitely was. Def. Oh yes, green bean casserole was one of the. Was it one of the? Yes, one of the. Definitely no. Why, why would you say that? I just thought there was I a, have a not liked it as much recently, but no, without question, it was always one of the side dishes. Why haven't you liked it recently? It's just gotten I'm saltier and fattier. Be, yes, I'm trying to be healthier. That's yeah. why. I guess like is the poor choice of word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just haven't had it as much recently. What was it like? Two years. It was COVID Thanksgiving. We were at my parents in Florida, and so much so I had to make. A green bean casserole from scratch that took like four hours. <laughs> Why did you make it from scratch? It just, it was the healthier version. It still kind of tasted the same, but you didn't have those canned fried onions. It was actual fried onions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it just took a while. Del Monte green beans and nope, Campbell's nope, these were cream fresh of green onion beans. chicken soup. And nope, not that either. Wow. Nope. No wonder I don't remember it because it didn't have all that in there. <laughs> all right, Freak Nation, coming up next. So clearly that's your staple. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coming up next, his name is Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series team owner with Myatt Snyder as his driver and also a part-time NASCAR Truck Series pilot. Jordan Anderson, a fiery accident that, again, is incredible. If you watch it uh, somewhere online, it's bonkers. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the Speed Freaks since 2001. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in. And you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. 
Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse. And put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-948-1659. 800-948-1659. That's 800-948-1659. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Jordan Anderson joining us here in the nation, and in case you missed it, we'll show you the video of his accident during this interview on YouTube and Facebook Live, where you showed me pictures of you just two weeks ago. Looking at you now, it looks like you might have just been out in the Phoenix sun a little too long. Uh, how have you healed that fast from those burns? Yeah, it's, it's something crazy. I've been racing since I was seven. And you ask any racer out there, what's your biggest fear? Typically fire is right there at it. And, you know, us NASCAR guys are a little probably different than the the drag racers. I mean, they're so used to fire and they're around all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's insane, but that was really, I'd blown motors and had some fire and stuff like that. But you look at where I'm at now. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. A lot of answer prayers and had some good doctors at, at UAE and Wake Forest that took care of us, all the NASCAR guys. And yeah, looking at that before picture from about two weeks ago and, and seeing where I'm at now, it's, it's pretty amazing how well everything's healed up. So the body's a great thing. A lot of answer prayers uh, and a lot of good hands. My wife was, was, you know, stepping foot, taking care of me that whole process. And that was kind of the, six month mark of our marriage i'm sure that's not how she had planned to spend that part of it but uh the the question that kept popping up was is he gonna gonna look all right for our our honeymoon this december when we go on it so i think i'm back where i'm I'm at least normal looking for the most part still got a couple things on my arm and my neck that are healing up but all things considered looking back on the video and and what happened just grateful to be here and glad everything's healing up and um i know that uh everything you know looking back on the crash did its job to, to keep me safe so just glad to be here today that we can smile and talk about it yeah, seriously, looking at your face, there's so much energy in your eyes. I mean, yeah, this is kind of a, a renewed vigor for you. Like, hey, we got this. No problem. But talk about that fire because you had a skirt off of your helmet. Was there something that wasn't quite tucked in right? Or I don't understand how your face got some burns. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of one of the th- crazy things looking back on it is the lap before going down the back stretch. I think I had gotten some in my eye, so I didn't shut my shield all the way. Oh, wow. And the skirt was basically a, a front skirt here. So I think some of it came up on the sides. So, you know, looking at that and, and some of the stuff on my arm, I mean, it just got so hot in there that the suit, nothing burned through it, just that yeah. the radiant heat was just that hot. So a kind of combination between that, you know, the, the shield being up, you know, possibly probably didn't help any of that. So, but that's um, just timing. That's unlucky timing. It is. It is. So the crazy thing was, you know, it was a you know, oil line that got, uh, got hit. They got a hole in it, basically emptied out the oil tank on the headers. 
And uh, that's why the fire was just so hot and so big and came inside the, the truck there. But, uh, you know, it was one of those things where as, as a driver, you don't ever think about escape plans. You're just always trying to be aware of your car, your surroundings, what's, what's going on. And as it got hot in there, I was like, you know, I got to get out of here. Anything can't be worse than sitting here inside this truck. And that's when I threw the window net down and I popped out once and I'm like, no, I'm still on the track. So I went back in and then I kind of saw the wall. And I'm like, if I can time it right to hit the wall and be on my way out, at least I won't be going too fast there. So it was pretty surreal. And then looking back, we got the truck back from NASCAR. They took it back to the R and D center and looked over everything. And they, they came to the conclusion, you know, everything was, did its job that it was supposed to. And, um, but looking at the truck and seeing the burns and everything, it's pretty nice from impact here today. Like I'm the impact guy for the rest of my life. Like if there was ever any doubt about it, I will be for the rest of my life now because everything did its job, but just uh, a lot of answer prayers that, you know, a second or two earlier, it could have been a different story of, of what we're talking about here today, but uh, just definitely uh, not the way I want to make the highlight reel, but just glad that I can sit here and we talk about it. <laughs> yes. Jordan Anderson joining us here in the vacation. And in case you missed it, we'll show you the video of his accident during this interview on YouTube and Facebook Live, where during the truck race, Jordan Anderson is in the truck, driving the trunk, truck. And one of the things that caught me by surprise was you're trying to get out of this truck as it's still moving. And here comes a wall. Well, he said he purposely. I, I know. I understand all that. I understand. When you see that happening, is it like, okay, I, I would rather have my hand or arm smashed by the wall and get a little bit burned or have my freaking body burned and then, then I'll get out once I stop. Yeah. It's, uh, it's probably a testament to how strong adrenaline is. Oof. You know, any you ask any race or adrenaline, it's been in a crash or something that just it just is off the wall even after a race. I mean, you Pun get intended. out of the car and it, it is, yes, yes. Mm. And uh, when it first happened, I think I was just more mad about it because we qualified good. We qualified ninth. We were running fourth uh, with just a few laps to go in that stage there. So we were in route to a top five in that first stage. And motor blew and, and or the motor didn't blow. I thought it blew and I shut the, the motor off and slowing down and, Know, there's 32 trucks behind me when this happened. So that's when I first popped out. I realized it kind of sunk in. I'm like, no, don't, not just yet. And, um, you know, as I'm getting it slowed down, it just, I'm like, it's getting hot and it's getting really hot. And then I saw the fire start to come in and the trucks have a knack duck on the right side. And we basically had a hose pointed to put fresh air in the truck at me. And so it was basically sucking fire in off the right side, coming out of that hose across me and out the driver's side window. And that's why it was so hot in that across area. Right you. There. Yeah. So it was basically <laughs> sucking in the right side out the left side and it just bring it all right by me. And that's why it got so hot and so intense so quick. So it's uh, it was crazy. I knew the wall was coming and I just, I wish I could say that I was that athletic that I planned it all to happen the way it did, but I just knew that I needed to get out of there. And I just counted as God's grace that, the timing of everything worked out the way it did. But, you know, the great question that you said, because it was just one of those things. I've never been in a situation where I've been around fire, had that kind of fire. And it just, no, whatever was on the outside of that truck couldn't have been worse than just sitting there inside of it at the time. Do you have conversations like that? Because it brings up something like you try and anticipate all situations. Uh, unlike, you know, what, guys, if I'm on fire and there's a wall coming, should I get out before I hit the you don't have those kind of conversations, right? No, I can't. I can't say that that was going through my head. It was just, it's kind of the the fight or flight survival mode yeah. you went into. with just like I just gotta gotta get out of here and, um, you know, take it from. I've been doing this for I'm 31 now, so I've been racing for without showing age too much, 21, 22 years now, and you know, being around it long enough and been in crashes. I mean, I I think back to I had a legend car catch on fire when I was like 13, and it was maybe going 20 miles an hour, but I rolled out of it in the infield grass. So I mean, it was just kind of one of those things that. You just 
you're around the sport enough, you come into enough things that you just are aware of things. I mean, you think back in these in these cars that or the trucks that we ran, I had on a cool shirt, so it's plugged in. I had my helmet, it's plugged in. Then I had the, the blower on my helmet, so I had three things that were tethers technically that could have kept me on top of the seatbelt. And uh, as that thing's heading toward the wall, these these trucks are set up that they're meant to go left, so steering wheels off and that's why you watch in the video it darts to left so quick because I, I got the steering wheel off i'm unbuckled and uh i'm just just trying to figure out how to either sit on the side of it or climb on the roof and let it come to a stop but uh it it, it happened in such slow motion as it was going on you watch the video and it's like going quick and it's sideways spinning out but thinking back on it, it was almost like slow motion yeah we've always heard that like you brought up drag racing earlier we've heard that about guys in their top fuel rails, it's a three and a half second run, but it's all slow motion of that. So yeah, when you're on fire, that is slow motion because yeah. you're like, what can I do to get out of this? Let's talk about your year though. What a year. So your driver, Myatt Snyder, has a fiery crash in Daytona to kick off the year. Then you get married. Then you have a fiery crash. I mean, what else is going to happen this year? Well, you forgot about Martinsville, correct? Oh, and then the oh goodness gracious! Then the fight. I was gonna the say fight if, with Austin Hill. If, if you call Myers crash fight, Myers was I don't know what that was fiery. I just that was car meet fence and motor end up fifty yards down the track. And I, I go I go back to it's a it's a testament to the safe cars of our guys. Yeah. But I mean, you never have crashes. You don't want to be on that side of the highlight reel. But to have one of the biggest crashes in the Xfinity series, one of the craziest things on the truck series happen, and both of us are here today to talk about it is. You know, I, I've definitely given all our guys in the shop a, a pat on the back. They put rate, tough race cars and safe race cars, you know, take that little part out of, out of the equation because I got no doubt in my mind to go back racing again next year. I'm not, not fearful about it. So i um, just very proud of our guys that they've built some safe race cars this year and all the people that we deal with, plat stuff safe. You have no doubt in your mind. I know your wife's now been wife, around yeah. racing, but what are the conversations with her? That was uh, – so looking back on that day, it was kind of crazy. She was supposed to be running a marathon that day in North Carolina, and it got ran out. I said, hey, why don't you hop on the race day flight with all the pit crews and come on down here to Talladega? So she was there that day, uh, part of it. My dad was there. And uh, John Bomber and all his guys were at Road Atlanta for the Petit Le Mans. So they actually came on down to oh, the hospital. On, so everybody was, was down there. Her mom and dad were actually at the house when it happened. They hopped on an airplane in Charlotte to come down and meet me in the hospital. So to have everybody there meant, meant quite a lot. And, and, you know, some of the discussions we had, that was, uh, she was like, you know, how do you feel about it all? And I'm like, I, I want to take that truck. It's the front clip's not bent. It needs some body work on it. It melted the bondo off of it. So it needs some mud work. But it would be pretty cool to take that truck back to Daytona next year and have a maybe a redemption tour to to come I back get at it. That so idea. I, I think uh, we might might make a go at it. But it's tough, you know. When when I sat at home for three weeks after it, the mind is a crazy thing. You can either go down a path of you know, can't believe this happened. This is terrible. And and I just kind of was like talking with her about. It. I'm like, this is. A part of my testimony, I'm still here. I mean, God's not done with me yet. And, uh, you know, how do we make something good come out of this? And, and it kind of tried to be that half glass full through that whole scenario. And for, for her and I, she's a counselor. That's her full-time job. And I, I said, so, you know, thinking about this and as tough and as painful as that burn process was, I said, this has kind of put a, you know, lit something in me to go maybe go to some of these burn hospitals and see some of these kids and stuff that have fought through some of this stuff. Cause it's hard to, you always figure out how can you relate to people that are going through a tough time in life? And I'm like, here I am. I've gone through this. I've lived through this. How can we kind of help live back? And so that's kind of one thing she wants to help me work on next year is, you know, to kind of be able to give back a little bit through some of this stuff. So it's trying to keep a positive attitude through all this stuff and find some good. In it. And I think the biggest thing for me, I was so humble because you work so hard your whole life. You want to be respected by people. You want people to like what you're doing and the amount of people that reached out and, 
you know, either a text or a phone call or came by the house through all this stuff. I was humbling is, is probably one of the words that comes to mind because there are people that in the garage that I didn't think like me that were sending me a text message like, hey, man, hope you're getting better. If there's anything I, I can do for you. So I think it speaks volumes about the NASCAR community, how tight we are. And we may, uh, you know, go nose to tail and race each other as hard as we can every week. But in the day, you don't ever want to see anybody go through a tough time. So that was that was pretty cool and pretty humbling to see how many people reached out and, you know, just reached out to see if there's anything they could, they could do to help. So that was pretty cool. Do you have a charity right now? I don't. There you go, burn so victims. You just never know. His race team. Burn victims. He's racing money for his race team. Right. Tires, well, yeah. okay, yeah. there is that. <laughs> oh, that charity. I tell you, it has been a good year. I mean, you look back at where we were in February last year. Oh, we were down yeah. there. We had just finished second in the truck race. I show up for qualifying in the Xfinity car. Qualifying gets rained out. Our Xfinity team sidelined the first 10 races. We went through all we went through last year. This really will be our first so tomorrow's race here. It seems to be the first full season of our team racing in Xfinity. Um, we're going to finish top 20 points with Maya. It's been an incredible growing season. And, you know, being here talking to you guys with Lucas and all I do this week, I mean, this journey started 2014, 2015, and all the people that have believed in me and growing this team and all that we've done. I mean, I remember coming out here in a dually after driving all the way from North Carolina. And, uh, you know, so to be able to be out here and have our team grow the way it has and be racing on a series like the Xfinity Series at this level is is pretty crazy to see how far we've come and what for the next four or five years might have in store for us. Yes. You know? yes. So this is happening next year, Xfinity Series for you and a, and a few tuck, tuck, truck races. Is that is that the deal? That's the goal. We're still working through all our, you know, it's it's silly season right now, working through all the things on the oh, driver yes. side and sponsorship side. So hopefully in the next two weeks we'll have all that dialed in. But, uh, you know, my main focus, I want to keep the team growing, but not not done with the uh, the racing yet, whether it's uh, in a, <laughs> another Xfinity car or a truck. I'll still make sure I keep my helmet dusted off. That's oh, the way, that's the way I look at it. Another Xfinity yeah. car. Yep. You never know. You never know. We're working on it. Hmm. Oh, hell, I was, we were walking through the garage and I said, you want to run the big boy someday. What did you say? Yeah, it's that's a goal of ours one day. One day. Really? You know, it's it's you look at the next gen car and that model that they've come out with and you know, I think with uh my partner on the team on his development there at, at Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis, how cool would it be to maybe have a cup car there at one point some way down the road. So, you know, you just never know. I mean it's uh it's crazy the growth that we've had and we've been able to accomplish, but that one it would be pretty awesome to, to be out with those guys out there. Right. And actually it was AJ Almodinger that said, No, I'm loving Xfinity, this is my home. What to do next year? Going for punishment. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I mean, racing's racing. It is. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I, from my owner standpoint, pull the driver out of it, just put my own hat on. I feel like motorsport across the whole gamut in the United States is just on a huge upswing right now. And, and for whatever reason, whether it was you know, racing with one of the the whole COVID deal happened. Right. And I feel like between NASCAR, IndyCar, and NHRA, I mean, all these series and sanctioned bodies are doing a great job. And I like that they're seeing the fan experience. People mm -hmm. are wanting to get back at the racetrack. So I'm I'm very, you know, bearish about, you know, very bullish, I say, about, you know, the future next couple of our sport and where the, where the direction is going and it's just so cool to see more people it's cool to see packed grandstands it's cool mm -hmm. to see fans back here in the garage area so all our partners and sponsors are feeling happy about the direction that sport's heading in so i feel like we're just trying to position ourselves in a, in a good place just to keep growing every year so. <laughs> buddy thanks for doing this yep thank you guys i appreciate it speed freaks motorsports radio redefined all right, Freak Nation, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. You missed any of the show, go to speedfreaks.tv. That's the website, Freak Nation. A crap ton of video, audio for you to watch, to listen to. You missed any show, any part of this show, any shows of the last 
decade, <laughs> we'll have it up there for you. Go to speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, on Twitter. How much is a crap ton? Very good question. Uh, what side of the Mississippi are you on, Stat? I'm on the uh, south side of Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, you're in the bay. Ha ha. Bay, yeah, right. All right, you're a uh, you're a big fin Cadillac. That's a big fin Cadillac. That's a crap ton. All right. All right. Uh, crap ton west of the Mississippi. That's a that's a uh, uh, 2005 Prius. All right. Oh. <laughs> Didn't expect that. I didn't either, Crash. I expected him to go to Skyline or Corvette Mid Engine or something. Oh, the fact that Skyline came out of your mouth, that is awesome. <laughs> hey, we had one on Wilshire Boulevard at midnight one night. Remember that? Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> We've had a lot of things on Wilshire Boulevard coming out of that studio. <laughs> oh, we had to be quarantined a few times coming out of that studio. All right, Freak Nation. Right. Uh, thank you guys for being a part of this. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving week. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll talk to you again coming up, wow, in December with a live show. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Yep. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.